0: Seconds, and we're gone for auto sequence start. Four, three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Snacks 71.6. I'm your host, Snackmaster Andrew, as always. And I hope that you're all having a a great, a wonderful, a spectacular week. I have had a weird, I mean, I guess overall the week itself hasn't been bad, but today's been weird. My day today has been weird. I'm recording this uh, the day before for the first time in a minute. Um, yeah, I've had a weird day. The vibes are, the vibes are skewed and I'm off kilter you could say it's sort of like when you spin a top and like it reaches the last bit of its um centrifugal power its spinning force so like you know i'm at that point where i'm the vibes are like all over the place they're not spinning nice neatly nicely in one place they're kind of wobbling all over so this episode Is gonna feel weird probably. I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best. And what better way to get on track than with our first piece of exciting news. Kellogg's and Eggo are teaming up to revive a long extinct product. It was um 19 years ago that Kellogg and Ego last collaborated just Kellogg own Ego it's not a collaboration if Kellogg owns Lego it's just their own product doesn't matter it's not the important part of the article i'm getting hung up in the details it was 19 years ago that Kellogg's Ego first released Fruit Loops Waffles. And I don't remember these at all. It clicks in my mind as... Yeah, that sounds like something that probably existed once. That sounds like a 2000s product. But I don't actually have any memories of it. But from what I've read from comments on the Instagram posts and from comments on the article and the press release. Back in 2003, they were just Eggo waffles with pieces of Fruit Loops in there. So, if it's anything like it used to be, then it's gonna be buttermilk waffles with crushed up Fruit Loops in there. I learned something wild, like, a year ago. Or maybe two years ago. I don't know. It was a while ago. But I think about this every time I see Fruit Loops. Apparently, there's just one flavor. The individual colors of the rings don't have different flavors. It's all just one single amalgamation flavor. And our brains just kind of skew it in different directions based on the colors. I... Like, like it's kind of, that kind of, kind of throws you off, right? It's... It's not groundbreaking, it's not foundation-shaking. It's just weird, and it's one of those little things that you took for granted. And now that the conception is challenged, it's just sort of, like, shocking, you know? So, now that I've shocked you all, and I've thrown you all off-kilter, we're all we're all equally off our vibes. Now let me give you something good. This is unambiguously good, like at least at. Well, actually, I would probably say at most a six out of ten. At most a six out of ten. Remember how two weeks ago I had the Kit Kat strawberry flavor? Well, Kit Kat must have listened to that episode and decided to pull the trigger because they announced blueberry flavor Kit Kats. Technically it's not just blueberry it's blueberry muffin but it is a blueberry muffin flavored Kit Kat. And let's see what details are inside. It is limited edition. It has Blueberry flavor. Muffin flavor. And graham cracker pieces folded into the bar. That's interesting. The iconic crispy wafers are covered in a blueberry muffin flavored creme in a light blue and purple hue. We're expecting it to taste just like a blueberry muffin straight out of the oven. Except that we didn't even need to mix up the batter. That sounds pretty good, right? I'm actually- this actually does sound... Good. Like, I don't think it's gonna be bad. It can't be bad. Like, it's unfathomable that this could possibly not taste good. I think, at worst, it will be like... the strawberry Kit Kat, and it'll just... echo the taste of something you know it will taste like you are thinking of a blueberry muffin but i mean that's again that's the worst case scenario best case it's absolutely fantastic and we have one final news story for you i've talked about cold stone i've talked about peeps Now I'm talking about Cold Stone and Peeps. Part of the new Springtime Limited flavor that Cold Stone is introducing is... Peeps Ice Cream. It is not Peeps Flavored Ice Cream, it is Peeps Ice Cream. There are two different Peeps Combo Ice Creams. It is... The first one is the Peep's Sweet Spring Creation. This is a traditional cone. It's, you know, it's a a waffle cone. With Peep's flavored ice cream, okay. Mixed with whipped topping and blue sugar crystals. And then, there's just a Peep slapped on top. Cold Stone will also be offering the Shaking It Up With My Peeps Shake. It's a milkshake made with Peeps-flavored ice cream, topped with whip topping, blue sugar crystals, and a yellow Peeps marshmallow chick on top. And, you might have listened to this and thought, Snackmaster, you said that it wasn't Peeps-flavored ice cream. You said that it was going to be something else. It was going to be ice cream with Peeps. You said it w- you you explicitly said it wasn't peeps flavored ice cream. To which I say, yeah, that's what the start of the press release said. The start said that it's not just peeps flavored ice cream, that it's marshmallow flavored ice cream with blah blah blah. But then I read the product descriptions and it says that it's peeps flavored ice cream mixed with yada yada yada. So... I'm just as lost and confused and hung up as you are. I, I hit the same roadblock in real time. Um... I'm not... I'm not gonna bother reading anything else about it because the rest is just... Cold Stone locations and the, the, the time frame and... It's, it's, it's not the good stuff, it's not the interesting stuff. What I will talk about is I'm mad that Riverdale is good. This isn't snack news. I'm doing the thing where I talk about something different again because this has been pressing on my mind for days. Riverdale is good and I'm upset about that. Like there are there are some, you know, there are subplots and scenes and beats that are that suck like usual. But Overall, I'm liking season 6B unironically. I'm I actually think that it's close to good television. If this were like any other show, if this show like if any of the previous seasons had an average rating above 5 stars, then I would have different feelings, you know? I would say that season 6B is mediocre. It drops the ball on every emotional beat. Despite how hard they're trying, there are still so many logical inconsistencies. The pacing is so insane. There are implied time skips, but we don't have any frame of reference. And we just bounce from one day to a closed setting where there are no windows. And then we're supposed to believe that the next scene, which is outside in the exact same lighting as previously, the exact same setting as previously, is a different day. It's... if this were any other show, I would say that Season 6B is a nightmare. But because it's Riverdale, it's actually probably the best since Season 1. So I I don't know if I said anything about the last episode, but Archie and friends are have getting superpowers, but also superpowers have drawbacks, and Betty was just gone this episode. Betty was gone until the last minute. Uh, behind the scenes, she was off visiting family, but they, like, they ADR'd a scene into last episode at the very end where Betty, like, it was a, I think it was, like, a back shot of her head, it was, like, over her shoulder looking at Archie's face, and it was Lily Reinhart saying, Archie, I think I should leave Riverdale for a while to lead TBK TBK is the serial killer of this season. Away. Because he's followed me here, he's killed, he's killed again. I need to lead him away before he hurts someone that I love. Like you, Archie. And then she just shows up at the end of this episode. And she says like, oh, I'm back. And that's it. That's the end of that. Oh, my migraines are getting worse. That's what she says. I'm back. Oh, turn off all the lights. Turn off the TV. My migraines are getting worse. And I'm... Whoever wrote this scene doesn't know what a migraine is, because Archie's like hooting and hollering, Betty! Betty, are you okay? Betty And she's speaking at normal volumes, and she's just like, please turn off the lights. Archie, please turn off the lights in the TV. My migraine is quite bad. It's like, nah, anyone who's had a migraine will be able to tell you that, like, even her natural speaking voice would be too loud, and it would kill her. With Archie screaming up a storm, Betty, are you okay, Betty? Then she would, like, actually die. But, uh, so that's Betty. That was her whole episode. Archie is getting really angry at everything and wants to punch things, and I don't know if this is, like, the drawback of his superpower, that he's even more hot-headed than usual. Um... Jughead's deaf but also he can read minds now Um, but he's lying to his friends and pretending that he's not deaf because he can he can read what they're going to say a second before they say it so he can just pretend Um, that's really stupid Veronica is really funny Veronica is really funny It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be, like, a dark, heavy, Sopranos-style gang story. Every time she wants to go clean, she gets sucked back under, into into the underworld. But, like, first off, every time she references her international criminal father, she calls him Daddy. Which just kills any scene. Like, this is what I was talking about when I was talking about the bad timing sense. Like, at the start of the episode, she's like, oh, I wanna, I wanna go legit. I wanna go clean. Our casino should be a legal casino. And then, she looks at how expensive all the paperwork would be, and then, at a town meeting, uh, Betty's mom, who's one of the, the town is run by four councilmen, council people. Anyways, um, Betty's mom is one of them, and she doesn't like Veronica. I guess now, this season she doesn't like Veronica, and so like, she says, "No, I'm, we're not, we're not approving your licenses for your casino or whatever," and then. Veronica's just like, okay, well, I guess we're going, I guess we're going dirty again. Call up all your underworld friends, everybody. Let's get criminals going through here again. Let's funnel, let's run drugs through Riverdale again. And this was told over the whole episode. Because, you know, we have like six stories that we're trying to follow. So we have to go through the full rotation every time. Each episode, it goes like, Archie, Betty, Jughead, Veronica. Archie, Betty, Jughead, Cheryl, Veronica. Archie, Betty, Jughead, Veronica. Archie, Betty, Cheryl, Jughead, Veronica. Typically, typically in that order. Um, so like Veronica's scenes, all of her scenes take place either at the, uh, town hall meetings or in her casino. Like, in her office, in her casino, where there's no lighting whatsoever. So... And in this in this episode, there are three town hall meetings. And like, from what we gather previously, they're maybe, at most, once a month. At the most frequent, they're once a month. So there's an implied sense of long timing here. But the weather never changes, the lighting never changes. Every outdoor shot with Archie and Jughead, and, yeah, those two, uh, it looks like they shot all of their scenes on the same day. Um, And just, like, overall, what's happening in the course of the story doesn't make sense to take much longer than, you know, three days. So when you look at the context of the whole episode if you assume that everything is happening concurrently while archie's doing his thing and while jughead is doing his thing veronica is also doing her thing and everything happens at the same time every time we do a scene rotation everything the same amount of time has passed that's what's implied with this style of television right Archie? Archie's doing construction. So, like, whatever. One day, he gets mad. The next day, he builds a house. The next day, he cleans the house. Whatever. Who gives a crap? Uh, I don't even know what Jughead was doing. But Veronica, when you look at the context, like, of the whole episode, when you try and figure out the timing of it, Veronica basically... Monday morning, said, I think we should go legit. And then by Tuesday lunchtime, she said, okay, let's start running heroin through Riverdale again. It's it's ridiculous. Like, how are we supposed to take her seriously? First off, she flip-flops more than any other character in the show. Her, her entire story, ever since the first episode ever since the first episode, we're like 110 episodes later, 112, I think, 114, whatever, we're on season six, episode eight. We are over a hundred episodes later and she's run, her dad's dead and she's running the same story. Her dad, her antagonist, Veronica's antagonist has always been her father. It's always been, she's a daddy's girl. She does what daddy says. And when that involves crime, she'll willingly do the crime because she's a daddy's girl or whatever. And then she's like, oh no, this crime is too far. I can't help you with this crime. This is bad. This is too far. And then two episodes later, she she's done having her stupid little feud with her dad. And it's always, it's always like stupid, petty, personal things. I mean, the crimes that Hiram does are, like, really bad. Murder and running cocaine through a high school. But then Veronica gets back at him by, like, flushing a bag or calling the cops on him or something. Like... (laughs) In season five, she sets up her own fake economy. And her dad's like... Well? You're right, Veronica. I can't really do anything with your fake veronica dollars i can't really do crime with this so i i guess you did something here i'm not sure i'm not sure what was accomplished but something was accomplished but that's every single every single story that she's had without fail i'm not exaggerating like archie goes to prison and Jughead and Betty are like fighting serial killers and cults and Kevin is getting abducted into cults and Cheryl's family are murdering each other and she's doing like magic and whatnot and meanwhile Veronica's just no daddy i won't do crime okay daddy i will do crime no daddy i won't do okay i'll do crime like (laughs) 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 you, you, <laughs> 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 uh-huh. But this season, her dad's dead. Because the actor didn't want to come back. Her dad died off-screen. And she's still doing the same story. She, she hangs up a portrait of her father above her desk. And she says, so that we always have a reminder who we don't want to be like. And then she finds out 20 minutes later that going legit is actually pretty hard when you've been running various crimes for the last questionable amount of years. I don't know, seven years at this point? Who knows? And then, like, by the time the evening news is on, she's like, Well, that was a fun morning. I guess I've changed my mind. Let's do drugs again. Let's do crime again. Hey, killing people is awesome. Let's do crime again. And... She says... As she gestures up at her father. At the portrait of her father. She says... Well... I think we should do what we know best. And the camera pans up to the painting of Hiram Lodge because we can't escape we can't do anything different with Veronica we literally can't, we can't, oh my god I'm getting angry thinking about it despite how much I hate what they do with everyone that's the thing, that's the thing what was it I was watching I watched a Red Letter Media episode where Mike started the episode by saying he liked the movie, and then as as Jay was talking about it, he was like, oh well, I liked it until we started talking about it. And now that now that I've actually thought about each thing, I hate it. That's the kind of <sighs> I don't know what it is I guess the overall, like the packaging is nice. I think I like the packaging. Like when you order something online and it comes in a really fancy box, you order, let's say perfume online and it's a really, really nice box. You feel really good opening it. Oh, I know, I actually have uh, the, the, the James Charles makeup. The James Charles makeup, that he did, he did makeup line right, where the box. I watch so many of these unboxing because it's so funny. The box looks really nice, and then every single person who opened it, maybe it was the Shane Dawson one. Anyways, every single person who opened it, like they open it to the camera, and all the makeup inside is like cracked and shattered, and it's like powder all over and like the brushes are dirty and like one of them had mold on them and one box like there was literally no makeup in it. That's what Riverdale is like. That's what Riverdale is like. The box of each episode is really nice. This last episode addressed social commentary and it was specifically about Riverdale but like it could be applied broadly. You know, like it's the episode opens with someone writes an anonymous op-ed to the Riverdale Gazette or whatever they call their stupid newspaper. Just the, the newspaper. And it lays out pretty much everything that any longtime viewer is thinking. Riverdale sucks. There have been like the town was built on smuggling heroin over the Canadian border. Yeah, spoiler alert, that was season one's big twist. Um and then there have been one, two, three, four, possibly five, depending on how you skew it, serial killers that ran rampant in Riverdale. There was a full-on gang war. And one of the gangs is still surviving and running the town. But also there's been another occasionally recurring gang that also feuds with the main gang, the Serpents, and destroys property. And there have been two cults in the last... Chronologically, we're, we're gonna pretend... We're gonna pretend that it's been... we're pretending that it's been 10 years 11 years we're pretending in universe we're pretending that it's been 11 years that's a whole that's a whole other rant but from the start of the show there have been two cults a third one is forming there have been four maybe five serial killers there are Literally four different drug plot lines that are running through not personal drug, but like massive drug smuggling plot lines and this is this is all laid out and Everyone gets mad at it But like it's all true every word of it is true And I was like, oh man Are we gonna address this? Are we actually going to address this? And then it turns out that the person who wrote it was the British guy who just came to town. And it's like, oh man, this is interesting. It takes an outsider to show what's wrong exactly. Cause everyone in universe is like so numbed to it. Just like everyone watching the show. Everyone is so numbed to the constant insanity that they just think is normal. But it takes an outsider coming in to show them, actually, everything's really messed up. And, and like, and in the scene that he reveals that he was the one who wrote it, like, everyone's flaws come to light. It's really funny, uh, we see through Jughead that, personally, Jughead just, like, sits quietly. But, He hears all of the nameless town people's thoughts, and they're all like, Yeah, he's right. He's right, yeah. And then, Archie... Archie's like, We can settle this outside right now, you and me. And it was like setting up for like an interesting, you know, patriotism versus... Because Archie's whole thing, for the last two seasons, has been he wants to... He wants to rebuild Riverdale. He is aware of all of the problems, and he wants to make the town better. That's been his whole thing. He, like, dropped out of high school to do this. And, yes, Archie Andrews is a high school dropout. And, like, it's an, it it was, it could have been, it could have been an interesting, like, you know, how blinded you become you lose sight of your own mission. But then Archie calms down and talks to the British guy in his in Archie's office. And the British guy reveals that he's like super conservative and he's like, Yeah, remember how I mentioned that there's like a whole half of the city that's just dedicated to the homeless and no one's addressing this? My solution is I want them all out of town. And it's right there. I was like, oh, okay. That's what we're doing. We're doing like, uh, yeah, we have problems, but they're our problems. And so that means that they're okay and don't need to be addressed. They, The writers do a sort of implicit hand-waving? Uh, what's the word? When you say that something's okay. Um... They do, a, they do, uh, an implicit acquittal, if you will. Because this guy, his solutions are bad. It's sort of, and his, his various viewpoints are bad. homeless people are dirty and scum, we should just get them out of here. Because he says that all of his previous criticisms are, by extension, invalidated. Because what he said behind closed doors is reprehensible. They sort of do like the implicit thing, you know? Like, yeah, I'm. I've already used so many similes and metaphors. I'm not going any deeper in the rabbit hole. But it's, and uh, I mean, I guess to go back to our main characters, uh, Archie and Jughead. Archie and Jughead are the only ones tackling this. Betty is presumably going to be dealing with serial killers again. Veronica is going to be dealing with daddy issues again, and like. I can already see it. I can foresee the rest of the season. It's going to be like, she acts like a big, tough crime girl, a girl boss, and then, like, when it comes down to, well, if you're going to be a girl boss, you're going to have to kill people. She's like, no, that's not how I run things. And if if that's what it means to be a girl boss of the underworld, I won't do that. I'm going to be a, a girl boss of the overworld. I'm going to I'm going to be a good girl boss. And you know how I know that's going to happen? Cuz that was her plot in season 5. And that was her plot in season 4. And that was her plot in season 3. And that was her plot in season 2. And that was her plot in season 1 and i can be extra sure i can be ex- i have i have even more evidence that this is going to happen because she goes through this arc two or three times every season every season it's a roller coaster you know 5a yes daddy i do crime 5b no daddy i don't do crime 2 2c yes daddy crime 2d no daddy no crime 3a yes daddy crime 3b no daddy no crime it's ridiculous I hate seeing Veronica on the screen cuz I know it's just gonna be the same I'm trying not to curse but the same crap that I've gotten for the last five seasons I don't want to see her again if we're gonna be doing the same thing I don't want to see her this season I don't want to see her next season I want Veronica to be written out of the show if we're gonna be getting the same crap every freaking three episodes. Aye. Oh, and the British guy is like Professor Xavier or whatever. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for. This week's snack review. This week, we're going back to the Oreo... Cookie wafer things, you know the uh, pyroline cookies that I was doing, you know, a few weeks ago. We're back at it again, and this week I have the Bulbasaur flavor. The box of this one has a nice picture of a Bulbasaur on it. A oh, Bulbasaur. I'm a grass type. I I choose grass type starters usually. So, um, let's see. This is something, something, matcha flavor, uh, green, sweet matcha. It's matcha. Let's go with that. And I mean, just like all the others, it's the Oreo cookie with a stripe spiraling up the side and the color of the stripe matches the flavor. In this case, it is green. I don't really have anything else to talk about with the box other than on the back, there's a cute little cutout of Bulbasaur's head. Oh, okay. So the, the front has like a whole bunch of different things written on it that I was trying to figure out. When I look at the back, right next to Bulbasaur's head, it's written very plain and easy to see. That it's Japanese matcha flavor. There's no, there's no other stuff. It's just. I should look at the whole box before I, before I try to tell what flavor it is. I should actually read, you know. Anyways, the nutrition facts. There are 500 calories per 100 gram serving. There are 5.3 grams of protein. 21 and a half grams of fat 69 nice grams of carbohydrates and 240 milligrams of sodium And as always There are only 55 grams per box So just take all of those and times them by 0.55 But now it's time to open it and take a look at the actual take a look at the actual snack, and take a sniff. Alright, the smell is... ...certainly something. It smells like matcha, but muddied. Like, I don't really know how properly to describe this, but it it smells like matcha, but bad. Weak. It's... but not like... It's the opposite kind of weak from, like, La Croix, Where you know how La Croix is, like, the memory of a taste? And it's, like, you know, very light and fading, and, like, without, without the flavor implication. Then it tastes plain. The smell of this is like it oh I guess it's because of the chocolate base. That's probably why. Um yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think it it's kind of hard to explain properly, but like I think it smells mostly like chocolate, but there's enough matcha in there to confuse you, you know? so the smell is weird it's not pleasant really it's not like bad it's not a curse but it's not really pleasant but i guess i'll have to see how the taste matches up let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat I'm not an enormous fan of the taste, for a different reason than usual. It's not bad, it's... It tastes... It's not bad, and it achieves the goal that it sets out to. It does taste like matcha and Oreos, but in that it doesn't taste like the creme is matcha flavored it tastes like you opened up an oreo and sprinkled matcha powder inside and then you put the cookie back on you know it tastes like you took the cookie off you sprinkled your own matcha powder onto the creme of an oreo and then you closed it again. So it's like, you, hey, it's got that sort of like DIY, well, it's not great, but it's the best we could do kind of taste to it, but it's not DIY. This is the actual company's product. It's not like a f- home food hack This allegedly has matcha infused into the creme. But it doesn't really taste like it. It's not bad. It's not the best. It's... I guess... If you like matcha if you like matcha a lot i would say try to find somewhere to import it but if you don't if you happen to see this at an import store i would say go ahead and get it if you run across matcha flavored oreo straw cookie things go ahead and get them but if you have to go out of your if you wanted to go out of your way to look for them don't, save yourself the effort it's not worth going out of your way for them you know and I don't really have a whole lot more to say on them, I mean the actual physical cookie just looked like it, it looked the same as all the other Oreo pyrulines it just looks like the picture on the box yeah I kind of thought I'd have more to say on it but not really it just kind of that's kind of the end of it you know I guess in that case we'll just uh, move right along uh, And that's going to do it for us, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Snacks 71.6. I've been your host, Snack Master Andrew, and I appreciate each and every one of your listens, every one of your downloads, every one of your likes and shares. And I'm not going to beat around the bush. I want you to recommend this episode to your... Lo to your local garbage collector yes to your local garbage collector why did i choose this because i talked about riverdale for a long time at the at the top of the episode and riverdale is garbage It it comes in a nice pretty box, but when you open it, it's all three month old leftovers and you gag and vomit upon closer inspection and smell. And when you try to engage with it, you get debilitating viruses and diseases. So, recommend this episode to your local uh, garbage collector person. What's this? I think the... I think the title is, I think for city, it's garbage collection, and for, like, private workplaces, it's sanitation or maintenance. Sometimes it's, you know, either or. Uh, Regardless, the people who collect your trash recommend the podcast to them. That's your recommendation. Uh, this week and with that I'll just hit you with the sign off now cause I don't really have I don't think I have anything else to uh, announce or say or share or anything just one of those just one of those episodes you know stay happy stay healthy stay crispy